The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he'll say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus. We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I will go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. Even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. Good morning. You guys, can everybody look at my nose? Yeah. Right here. Are you looking at my nose? Are you looking at my nose? Very good. You guys did a very good job singing today. Thank you very much for sharing those gifts. Yeah. Very, very good. What is this? A bucket. A bucket. Yep. What can you do with a bucket? Yeah. Fill it up with water. Is it heavy when it's full? Yeah. Oh, man. Man. We used to have to water the garden that way because we didn't have a hose long enough. Ah, oh, that was like the worst chore ever. What else can you do with a bucket? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes that's part of life, isn't it? Sometimes you just need to catch gross stuff. What can you do with a bucket? Lava? We can put lava in there. Lava? Maybe a different bucket. This is probably melt. This is just plastic. It's a nice bucket, though. What can you do with the bucket? Put milk in it. Milk? Ah, okay. Again, maybe a different bucket, but you could. You could. Yeah, what can you do with the bucket? Maybe plant stuff in it. Plant stuff? Yeah, it could be like a little flower pot, couldn't it? Nice. Okay. What can you do with the bucket? Paint in it. Paint in it. Yeah, yeah, probably could. 
What can you do with a bucket? Oh, yeah. In the middle of summer? That was pretty good. Speaking of watering the garden, half the time the water didn't make it to the garden. We just throw it at each other. What can you do with a bucket? Put rocks in it. Rocks. Oh, this would be good for rocks, wouldn't it? Yeah. What can you do with a bucket? Toys. Oh, yeah. Trying to clean up. Get a bucket. Pick up a toy. What can you do with a bucket? Wood. It'd be good for gathering wood. That way it's not just in your arms, but you can carry a lot more. What can you do with a bucket? That's true. Yeah, that way you can carry something and something else at the same time. Yeah. A lot of these have to do with the bucket holding stuff. But I've got a few more ideas. Remind me of your name again? Turner. Turner. Would you like to have a seat, Turner? No. No? <laughs> Finn, would you like to have a seat? Okay. Sit on it. No. Colton, right? Have a seat. So how is it? Nice. I used to use a bucket as a chair all the time until my dad told me to stop because I kept breaking them. But yeah, you can use it as a chair. All right, up you come, Colton. Drum. You could use it as a drum. I used to love going to the Cincinnati Reds games because there was a bunch of bucket drummers outside the stadium and dad wanted to get into the stadium and actually watch the game and I wanted to watch the bucket drummers. Excuse you can use a bucket for a lot more than just carrying stuff. Excuse now I'm sure you could have thought of that. But, I know something but there's lots of different things you can use a bucket for. Uh, maybe a hat. Maybe a hat. But now that you know the different things that a bucket can do, what do you think you're going to do the next time you see a bucket? Drum on it. You're welcome, parents. You're welcome, parents. Maybe drum on it. Maybe sit on it. You're going to see. A, excuse me. You're going to see a lot more things you can do with a bucket. Our faith is the same way. You know who God is, right? You know that God loves you. You know that God cares for you. And you know that God will never leave you. But as you grow up, you're going to keep having different experiences. You're going to learn new things in church. You're going to learn new things as you read the Bible yourself. You're going to learn new things as you pray. What you see of who God is and what God does will change. Just like it changed for the bucket. But as it changes, know that that's okay. We're supposed to learn more about God as we grow. And even when we're old, we're supposed to keep learning. Supposed to keep honing in on who God is, what God has for us. Now you remember we've been collecting for this restroom project, so if you have anything you want to put in here. Ah, it's good for collecting coins too, isn't it? Each week, you can keep bringing back whatever you want to bring, and we'll keep changing the receptacle. But as you put your offering in here, remember that if you have something today or if you don't have something today, God loves you. God cares for you. And this bucket is how we recognize that we change. We are changed 
when we experience God. Sometimes we change into drummers, and sometimes we change into disciples. Sometimes it's both, isn't it? Should we pray? <laughs> Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for all the different experiences we have of you in church, in everyday life, and everywhere in between. We give you thanks that you love us and that as we learn more about you, as we struggle with who you are, you would continue to love us. Grant us grace in this change and help us to be good at this change. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. When is the last time you changed your mind? That's funny. Every, I asked this question at the first service too, and people laugh every time I ask that. But when's the last time you changed your mind? Could, could I hear some of them, if that's okay? This morning? Okay. Anybody else? Last night? Two, two minutes ago. Two minutes ago. All the time. Can I hear what some of these changes were? If that's okay. If you want to share, great. If not, great. Okay. So changing the route. Maybe for scenery, maybe for ease of travel. Yeah. There you go. Clothes. That came up at the last one, too. If you haven't noticed, my wardrobe doesn't change much for church, but that's okay. Yeah. Anthony, go. Anthony. Cool. Different movie. Nice. Ava. Ooh, different dinner. Very good. Ooh, thinking about walking, decided to run. Nice. How many of you have changed your mind for something that lasts for more than the day? Change your mind where you have to live with that change for two weeks, maybe even a month. Yeah. You're going to play baseball, but you decided not to this year. Yeah. And it probably changed the whole way that you experienced the fall, right? Yeah. What else? Change that lasted more than a day for a week, a couple of weeks, maybe even a month. 
How about a change that's lasted for a year? Have you ever changed your mind about something and that change has affected you for a year or more? Job. job. Yeah. Yeah. Get a new job, get a different job, job changes. Yeah. It impacts not just finance and everything else, but it impacts what you experience every day. Yeah. The text that we have today, the gospel that we have today, is one that changes on a dime. But I think it brings up the relationship about what we've been studying for the past couple months of who God is, the authority of God, the power of God in our lives, and our beliefs, and how those two relate to one another, and how our beliefs change. The story begins with Jesus interacting with the lead people of his time, the chief priests, the elders. And in this story, they finally just ask Jesus point blank, by what authority are you doing these things? And when we hear that, we're to recall everything that's happened all the way since August. Who are you to tell us to feed the 5,000? Who are you to tell us to walk on water? Who are you to tell us to loose what God would loose and bind what God would bind? Who are you to tell us to be forgiving? Who are you to tell us to be gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love as God is? Who are you to tell us who God is? Who are you and by what authority are you doing these things? And Jesus, instead of answering that authority and power question, relates it to belief. He asks them a question by what, where does the power of John's baptism come from? Is it of human origin or is it of heaven? And they talk. They talk about, well, if we say it's of human origin, then we got to deal with the crowds because they think it's divine. If we say it's of divine origin, then we have to deal with Jesus because he's going to rightly so say, well, why didn't you believe him? So they say we don't know. And that's what's at stake for Jesus. Those things of divine origin, those things of God and how we relate to them. Our belief. God and belief. That's where the parable comes in. There's two sons. They both lie. One son says, I will not go into the vineyard when asked to and later goes. The other son says, I will go into the vineyard and doesn't go. Now both, not being right, are put up for examination. Who did the will of the Father? And very clearly, the chief priests and the elders say, the one who went. The first one. That's the will of God. That we would turn and be turned again and again towards God towards the power of God, the authority of God, the glory of God, 
all of who God is and all that we've been studying for these weeks and months, we turn towards that over and over and over again. Our hearts are changed. The tax collectors and the prostitutes, when they heard through Jesus who God is, they were changed. The authority of God, God, God's own self, put before them, caused them to change. And yet, with the chief priests and the tax collectors, when God was put before them, they did not change. They were not changed. How do we change? Do we change? When we dwell before God each week, That's the question. When's the last time your belief, your faith, changed? When's the last time you changed your mind about how you think about God, about who God is, your relationship with God? When's the last time that changed? This week, I invite you to take a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil if you're going to erase a lot. Try to write down what you believe. Write it down. If you're like me, it might take a half sheet. If you're like Martin Luther, you're going to want a couple reams. But try to write down what you believe. And then, read it back. Read what you wrote. How are you experiencing that? Remember all the way back to your Sunday school days. And some of those are still present days. Remember back to the days of your youth. What did you believe about God then? And how has that changed? Or has that changed? Why did that change? What experiences of God, of the church, caused that to change? And then look at now. How is God moving? How is God acting? What are you hearing as you come to church, as you hear the word of God preached, as you experience the sacraments rightly administered, and as you're sent out again into life, daily experiencing God through community, through work, through prayer and study of scripture? God is before you. God is in your midst, working and moving. How might your faith being how might your faith be changing now? And what might it change into in the future? This isn't change for the sake of change. This isn't change calling you to abandon the understanding of God. This is change as God talks about it here in the scripture. Where we hear and see what God is doing, and we move towards it. We turn towards it again and again and again. God be with you this week in your writing, in your reflection, and in the journey. Thanks be to God for hearts that change. Amen.